Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, March 16th. U.S. stocks ended the day noticeably higher, reversing some recent losses as the banking sector continues to remain in the headlines. First Republic climbed after reports that it could receive up to $30 billion in deposits from some of the nation's largest banks in an attempt to stabilize the lending firm. In other equity news, Adobe topped quarterly expectations and offered upbeat guidance, while Dollar General offered mixed results. The economic calendar was busy today as jobless claims declined more than anticipated, import prices dipped, Housing construction activity rose much more than projected, and manufacturing output in Philadelphia remained solidly in contraction territory. Treasury yields were higher and the U.S. dollar dipped, while crude oil prices rose and gold moved modestly to the downside. Asia finished mostly lower amid the global banking worries, and markets in Europe rebounded, even as the European Central Bank followed through with a 50 basis point rate hike despite the financial market turbulence. Also, Credit Suisse rallied after getting some capital support from the Swiss National Bank. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 372 points to 32,247. The S&P 500 Index was up 68 points to 3,960. And the Nasdaq Composite increased 283 points to 11,717. In moderate volume, 5.6 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded and 5.4 billion shares changed hands on the NASDAQ. WTI crude oil gained $0.74 to $68.35 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price was down $7.20 to $1,924.10 per ounce. And the dollar index lost 0.3% to 104.39. In equity news on Thursday, the banking sector remained volatile amid the turmoil that flared up in Europe yesterday after Credit Suisse Group AG's ticker symbol CS's top shareholder, the Saudi National Bank, said it will not provide more capital assistance. However, the lender announced that it could borrow up to $54 billion from the Swiss National Bank. Turbulence originated in the U.S. banking sector after the failures of SVB Financial Group and crypto-related Silvergate Capital Corp. and the closure of Signature Bank in the past week. Meanwhile, First Republic Bank, ticker symbol FRC, reversed earlier losses and rose sharply after reports that some of the nation's largest banks have agreed upon a plan to deposit as much as $30 billion in an attempt supported by the U.S. government to stabilize the struggling bank. This follows a noticeable decline after Bloomberg reported that it may be exploring strategic options that include a sale and weighing options for shoring up its liquidity. The company has not commented on the report. These stresses have fostered severe volatility in the markets and fueled concerns about contagion in the financial markets. Meanwhile, the Treasury Department, the Fed, and a Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, have enacted several measures to contain the issue. For a look at what our experts think about the recent stock market drop, read our latest article titled, Bank Worries Strike Again, as well as Schwab's Chief Fixed Income Strategist, Kathy Jones's latest article titled, 
bank turmoil, what does it mean for Fed policy? Kathy notes that the situation may relieve some pressure on the Federal Reserve, possibly leading to a pause or slowing in its current rate hike cycle. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. In other equity news, Adobe Incorporated, ticker symbol ADBE, reported adjusted fiscal first quarter earnings per share of $3.80, above the $3.68 FactSet estimate, as revenues grew 9% year-over-year to $4.66 billion versus the street's forecast of $4.62 billion. The company issued second quarter earnings per share and revenue guidance that came in above expectations and raised its full year forecast for profits and annual recurring revenue for its digital media business. The company reaffirmed its full year revenue outlook. Shares traded solidly higher. Dollar General Corporation, ticker symbol DG, posted fiscal fourth quarter earnings per share of $2.96 after guiding a range of $2.91 to $2.96 last month and versus estimates of $2.95. Revenues rose 17.9% year-over-year to $10.2 billion compared to the projected $10.24 billion. The discount retailer said its fourth quarter sales results were strong, although below its expectations, and it is pleased with continued market share gains in both consumables and non-consumables, as well as continued growth with new and existing customers. Dollar General reaffirmed its full-year guidance, noting that it expects a potential challenging economic and operating environment that will negatively impact its first half due to ongoing sales mix pressures, higher shrink levels, increased damages, and higher interest expense. The company also announced a 7.3% increase in its quarterly dividend to $0.59 per share. Dollar General traded lower. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, notes in her latest article titled Caveat mTOR, Important Market Shifts Underway, how given the topsy-turvy nature of the market thus far in 2023, it remains crucial for investors to know what they are buying, especially as it relates to growth, value, and quality. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders, and you can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, And you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Thursday, weekly initial jobless claims came in at a level of 192,000 for the week ended March 11th, below the Bloomberg consensus estimate of 205,000, and the prior week's upwardly revised 212,000 level. The four-week moving average dipped by 750 to 196,500. And continuing claims for the week ended March 4th decreased by 29,000 to 1,684,000, south of estimates calling for 1,723,000. The four-week moving average of continuing claims decreased by 1,750 to 1,676,500. The import price index dipped by 0.1% month-over-month for February versus estimates calling for a 0.2% decrease and versus the downwardly revised 0.4% decline in January. Versus last year, prices were down 1.1% after the upwardly revised 0.9% gain in January and matching estimates. 
Import prices, excluding petroleum, fell 0.4% month-over-month compared to the forecasted 0.1% rise and the prior month's upwardly revised 0.3% gain. Housing starts for February rose 9.8% month-over-month to an annual pace of 1,450,000 units versus forecasts of a slight increase to a 1,310,000 unit pace from January's upwardly revised 1,321,000 unit level. Building permits, one of the leading indicators tracked by the conference board as it is a gauge of future construction, jumped 13.8% month-over-month to an annual rate of 1,524,000, above expectations calling for an increase to 1,343,000 units and compared to the unrevised 1,339,000 unit pace posted in January. The Philly Fed Manufacturing Business Outlook Index improved but remained solidly in contraction territory with a reading below zero for March. The index increased modestly to negative 23.2 from February's negative 24.3 level and versus estimates of an improvement to a reading of negative 15.0. Treasury rates were mostly higher as the yield on the two-year note was up 21 basis points to 4.18%, while the yield on the 10-year note gained 8 basis points to 3.57%, and the 30-year bond rate increased 2 basis points to 3.71%. Bond yields remain under pressure as the markets wrestle with uncertainty regarding if the Fed may change its tightening campaign a bit sooner than expected in the wake of the recent turbulence in the banking sector. Schwab's Kathy Jones notes in her article titled How to Prepare for Landing, how a soft landing with declining inflation but positive growth would be ideal. However, she points out that turbulence appears likely. Kathy offers insight on how to handle it. Tomorrow's economic calendar will introduce the preliminary University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index for this month, which is expected to remain at February's 67.0 level, and the Leading Economic Index, or LEI, which is predicted to have declined 0.3% month-over-month in February. Additionally, we will get the Fed's Industrial Production and Capacity Utilization Report, with economists calling for production to have gained 0.2% month-over-month in February, and utilization to have nudged slightly higher to 78.4%. In international news on Thursday, stocks in Europe gained ground, rebounding from yesterday's drop as the banking sector in the region stabilized. The positive momentum was led by a rebound from Credit Suisse after it said it could borrow up to $54 billion from the Swiss National Bank. This seemed to alleviate some concerns after yesterday the lender's largest shareholder said it will not provide further capital assistance. The banking sector has come under pressure recently and has caused some investors to speculate that the Fed may pause its aggressive rate hike campaign next week. However, despite the banking sector uneasiness, the European Central Bank decided to go ahead and hike its benchmark interest rate by 50 basis points, noting that, quote, inflation is projected to remain too high for too long, end quote. However, the central bank removed its guidance for future rate actions, saying in its statement that, quote, the elevated level of uncertainty reinforces the importance of a data-dependent approach to the governing council's policy rate decisions, end quote.
The European Central Bank added that it is monitoring current market tensions closely and stands ready to respond as necessary to preserve price stability and financial stability. Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop discusses in his latest article titled Waves of Inflation, how although inflation may be receding, intermittent waves of price increases may cause investors uncertainty about the direction of economic growth and central banks' policy response. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The euro and British pound traded higher versus the U.S. dollar, while bond yields in the eurozone and the U.K. rose. The U.K. FTSE 100 index was up 1%. France's CAC 40 index climbed 2.3%. Germany's DAX index and Spain's IBEX 35 index advanced 1.6%. Italy's FTSE MIB index gained 1.2%. And Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 1.7% higher. Stocks in Asia moved mostly to the downside as turmoil in the U.S. banking sector was followed by the announcement yesterday that Credit Suisse's largest shareholder would not add further capital support to the lender. This has exacerbated the uncertainty regarding the ultimate impact of the global financial market system. The turmoil has also caused some speculation that this may prompt the Fed to back off of its aggressive monetary policy campaign, with some investors pricing in the probability of a hold at next week's monetary policy meeting, while the markets awaited the decision from the European Central Bank today, looking to see if the banking sector turmoil will have an impact. Meanwhile, the Bank of Japan left rates unchanged, as widely expected last week, And Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop discusses in his article titled, Are You Focused on the Wrong Central Bank? How while investor attention is on the Fed, changes at the Bank of Japan may bring shifts to the economic environment impacting the global markets. In economic news, Japan's exports grew at a smaller amount than expected for February, while the country's industrial production for January was revised to a bigger decline than initially forecasted, though its core machine orders rose at a much faster pace than anticipated. Elsewhere, Australia's employment change for last month rose more than projected. Japan's Nikkei 225 index finished down 0.9%, with the yen rising versus the U.S. dollar. China's Shanghai Composite Index declined 1.1%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index fell 1.7%. Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index dropped 1.5%, and South Korea's Kospi Index dipped 0.1%. India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index bucked the trend, ticking 0.1% higher. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will be fairly light, with the most notable reports being Italy's trade balance and the Eurozone's CPI.